the NCAA basketball tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. Unless, of course, you're the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who I picked to win the whole thing because they have the best player in the country in Kay Cunningham. Unfortunately, they got bounced out in the second round. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's just that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is a 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260 match. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. This is for new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A. sports fans? Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And as you heard in this opening segment, uh, we are proud to have partnered with DraftKings. So if you want to place your bets on any sport that you like, whether it be the NCAA basketball tournament, NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever floats your boat when it comes to sports betting, make sure you go to DraftKings.com. Just wanted to have this particular episode to talk about the trade deadline that came and uh, went uh, yesterday, and specifically as it pertains to your Los Angeles Lakers and your Los Angeles Clippers. Starting off with the Lakers, uh, the Lakers did not make any moves in the trade deadline yesterday. They stood pat. That doesn't mean that they're not going to make any moves, uh, down the line here, you still have some players that are going to be bought out. And I'm sure the Lakers will be in the mix for a player or two. Uh, as it seems like they really, really need help 
down the stretch here, especially without LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis. The latest news on LeBron James is that he may be out four to six weeks. That was from the inception of this injury last week. So maybe as of right now, it's probably maybe three to five weeks. Uh, as far as Anthony Davis goes, he may be back in two to three weeks. But uh, that is the current status of those two players. Now, uh, the Lakers had a game last night against the Philadelphia 76ers, which they lost 109 and 101. So, so far since um, LeBron James have went down, uh, it's been rough sledding for the Lakers. They have lost four straight games. And um, they really, really put up a valiant effort against Philadelphia and just uh, came up short. They actually outscored Philadelphia in the fourth quarter, uh, 30 to 20. However, in the third quarter, Philadelphia outscored the Lakers 35 to 17. So it was an uphill battle. They did, uh, you know, fight, as I mentioned, gave a valid uh, and valiant fight, but uh, they just came up short. Uh, Danny Green, of all people, who received his ring in that particular game, scored 28 points, 9 of 14 from the field, 8 out of 12 from three-piece land. Now, it's kind of ironic because the Lakers, of course, uh, their three-point shooting has not been up to par lately. And here comes Danny Green, who is no longer with the team, and he's 8 out of 12 from three. There's a lot of folks uh, from last year's championship team that thought that the Lakers won the championship despite Danny Green, who did not play all that well in the championship series. But in this particular game, he received his ring, and he scored 28 points. Dwight Howard also received a ring before he got booted out of the game, thrown out of the game, but he scored six points. He also received his ring as well. Seth Curry of the Philadelphia 76 has also scored 19 points. What a nice story that's turned out to be. You know, he's always been in uh, Steph Curry's shadow, and uh, but he's carved out a pretty good career of himself. He's a deadly three-point shooter. He was four of eight, you know, 50%. Against the game against the Lakers, 7 out of 13 overall. And Tobias Harris also scored 17 points. But again, the Lakers came up short. Now, as far as the Lakers are concerned in that particular game against Philadelphia, Kyle Kuzma, whose minutes, as I mentioned before, is going to pick up tremendously. He played 42 minutes in this game. 9 out of 21 from the field, 3 out of 9 from 3-piece land. He scored 25 points, leading the team in that category. He also had 9 rebounds. And as I mentioned again in prior episodes, he tends to lead the team in rebounding in most of these games. So uh, he gave a very, very great effort against Philadelphia. Dennis Schroeder had a decent game. Well, he played 39 minutes himself, only six out of 14 from the field, uh, but he scored 20 points. He was eight of nine from the free throw line. He also had 11 assists, so he was pretty aggressive in this particular game. Six turnovers, though, that's a little concerning. But um, pretty decent game for a shooter. Uh, KCP finally came around. He played 31 minutes, 6 out of 10 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3-piece land. They need that kind of output from KCP in most of these games going down the stretch without their two stars. He scored 19 points. And then lastly, Montrez Harrell, who I have been praising for the last couple of months. I don't know why there's been trade rumors floating around. Well, the trade deadline's come and gone now, so he will be with the team for the rest of the year, no doubt. 8 out of 13 from the field, 4 of 8 from the three, uh, free throw line, 8 rebounds, 20 points. Dude's been balling. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't see why he receives a lot of criticism. Uh, but the dude's been balling as far as I'm concerned. So, but the Lakers, uh, you know, they lost that game 109 and 101 against Philadelphia. Now, as far as again the trade deadline, they did not uh, participate. I would say Palinka kind of uh, held pat. And uh, again, you have the buyout situations that's going to be coming up here, and there's still rumors about you know Andre Drummond. There's a possibility, you know, if he's, he gets bought out by the Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously now it will be a buyout because he did not get traded. And uh, or you may have well, JaVale McGee. You don't have that option anymore for Cleveland. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, you don't have that option anymore either. So not sure where Palinka's going to go from here as far as the Lakers are concerned. But Palinka is, in my opinion, one of the top general managers president of basketball operations, uh, whatever you want to call him in this league. And I'm sure he's going to come up with something. And if the Lakers are able to uh, keep the ship afloat, so to speak, so it doesn't necessarily sink to the bottom of the Pacific Ocean and LeBron James and Anthony Davis comes back, probably, or especially LeBron James, probably with about another month of the season to go, he gets back in there. As long as he's, you know, fully healthy, he gets back in there and, you know, he gets back into his basketball shape, gets back into the floor of the game with his teammates and make a push down the stretch. That's that's pretty much what the Lakers have to do now. They're they're 28 and 17. I believe they may be they're either third or maybe they've even gone down to fourth now in the Western Conference. But uh, they'll still make the playoffs, of course. Don't know if they'll be a eight seed or a seven seed or, or end up in this this playing game situation that the NBA has going on, or they may be a six seed, fifth seed, whatever the case may be. I never thought that seeding in this particular COVID uh, COVID season, I'm calling it, was that important. So as long as they make the playoffs, they have a chance, just like any other team, they have a chance to uh, to win. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, moving forward again. Uh, these players, they they're going to have to step their game up and get get some consistency. Uh, KCP, you know, if you can go six out of ten, you know, score nineteen points, uh, he's going to have to do that pretty much every game now. You know, for the Lakers to stay afloat, they they need that consistent output from KCP. Dennis Schroeder, you, you, you know, thirty nine minutes, twenty points. They're going to need that. Uh, Marcus Gasol. He only scored five points and only played 15 minutes. Now, here's the um, situation that the Lakers have that's the most concerning, I think. I know in the beginning of the year, a lot of the Laker fans were disenchanted with Mark Gasol. And I sort of defended the guy, you know, saying that he's a pro. He's a former NBA champion. You know, he knows what to do. He'll be fine. You know, you can run that offense through him. He's a very, very good passer. Not the uh, defensive player that he's you know used to be in the past, but he's he's still okay. You know he's not the lane protector like a Dwight Howard or a JaVale McGee. You know Gasol doesn't jump out of the gym. You know all of that good stuff. So I you know I pretty much was defending him. Uh, but lately now going down the stretch, if they can pick up Drummond, I mean let's let let's all pray, <laughs> let's all pray together that Drummond somehow some way ends up on the Lakers and then Marcus all can obviously come off the bench and back him up I think that would be the perfect situation for the Lakers because if Andre Drummond is on this team he's 15 and 15 every night given guaranteed 
15 points, 15 rebounds. Every now and then, he'll come at you with 20 points and 20 rebounds. That's how good this guy is, Andre Drummond I'm talking about here. So if the Lakers get him to help hold this ship afloat until the two stars get back, and uh, then the playoffs start and, and let the chips fall where they may. Let them, let them fall. Markeith uh, Morris, in this game against Philadelphia, uh, he played 15 minutes. He was only two of three from the field. Uh, he only scored five points. And they're going to need more production from him as well. They're, they're, they're going to need that production. Uh, Wes Matthews, who I've been riding all year long, I, I, I still am dumbfounded as to what his role is on this team. Um, he played 28 minutes. You know, his minutes are going to pick up because of the loss of James. He was only one of three from the field. You know, he's not an aggressive, offensive type player. His defense, in my opinion, is just, it's, it's okay. It's nothing special. So I'm not sure, again, what the role is, but whatever it is, He's going to have to play that role because, again, 28 minutes, three points. 28 minutes, that's like starters minutes pretty much. And only scored three points. So they need more production from, from Matthews. THT, he, uh, he only played 19 minutes. He was only one of six uh, in this game from the field, only scored three points. And, again, this guy, you, you pretty much have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's only 20 years old. And I know at the trading deadline, at least uh, from reports from – you know, top uh, NBA execs. Uh, THT was a guy that a lot of teams wanted, you know, if the Lakers were going to make a trade for someone, um, you know, who can really, really help them down the stretch. THT, uh, THT was a guy that they were looking for, and the Lakers apparently just did not want to give him up. They see him as uh, being part of their future, so they decided not to move him, and uh, he'll, he'll remain a Laker. And, you know, hopefully his game can can pick up and, uh, you know, he can go out there and give some quality, quality minutes without being a liability on the floor. And then lastly, Caruso, he only played 14 minutes. He was all four from the field and only scored one point. So having said all of that, Lakers, Laker fans, Laker Nation, it's um, I know it's a little nerve wracking right now without, you know, LeBron and A.D., and your 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 cross court rivals, the Clippers, are playing a, a whole lot better. I'll get to them in a second. And um, you know, you're just hoping, or we're just hoping, that the uh, the Lakers two superstars come back as soon as possible, and and help lead this team to a long long playoff push. And uh, you know, personally, I think that'll happen. So you know, I'm very optimistic. Going to keep the faith. I'm still going to stick with my prediction of the Lakers and the Clippers. If they don't meet in the Western Conference Finals, at least meet in the playoffs. As you all know, these two teams have not met in the playoffs one time. Not one time in the history that of the, uh, the Clippers, or the Clippers being in L.A., I should say. They have not met one time. So it would be epic. It would be wonderful to see both fan bases going back and forth on Twitter and, and, you know, all of the other social media platforms, Facebook and the Clubhouse app and uh, uh, just seeing them go back and forth. I love it. I love it. I love the passion. I love the passion. As I mentioned before, I'll be starting a YouTube channel uh, called A House Divided uh, probably within the next 30 days or so. And it, it'll be the same type of format as this podcast is. It'll be mostly Clippers and Lakers talk. So 
kind of looking forward to that. Uh, my next segment, of course, I will talk about those LA Clippers. Now, as far as the LA Clippers are concerned, of course, they made a sort of a splash at the trade deadline, unlike their uh, counterparts across the uh, basketball floor in the Staples Center. Uh, the Clippers acquired, of course, Rajon Rondo from the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for basically uh, Lou Williams. Now, I have been advocating, of course, for the Clippers to obtain a point guard. I thought all along that this is what they needed. Uh, Ty Lue commented yesterday after this trade that um, he thinks Rondo is going to come in there and he didn't say word for word, like be a difference maker or going to take them over the top. But, you know, if you can, you know, read between the lines a little bit, he was pretty much saying that this is what he thought they needed. And Rajon Rondo. Now, whether or not it's going to work or not, who knows? You know, I was advocating earlier in the year for uh, Derrick Rose, who eventually was traded from the Pistons to the New York Knicks or like a Ricky Rubio type uh, who did not get traded uh, yesterday in a trade deadline. He's still with uh, Minnesota, or I thought there was a possibility of him being bought out by Minnesota because they're not going anywhere, uh, that particular team. And then, of course, uh, Rajon Rondo was a name that I also kept mentioning in the last month or so as a possibility. And here we go. They picked up Rajon Rondo. Now, as far as Lou Williams goes, uh, I did not want or I was hoping that he was not part of a trade because I was hoping that Lou will would still stay on this particular team. Lemon Pepper Lou, as they call him in Atlanta. So he's pretty much going back home to Atlanta. I believe he's from the Atlanta area and um, he's going back home to that, you know, to his hometown team. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's good for them. And Atlanta, you know, they're, they're a pretty decent team. They've won. I want to say maybe eight out of the last nine or eight out of 10 or something like that since they made that coaching change. So, um, this may may be good for both parties. Rondo. I know he's older. He's 35 years old, but this dude is a playoff performer guys. He's a playoff performer. And I think he's going to do wonders with that Clippers lineup. Uh, there's always, uh, or, or talk about not always, but already there's talk about whether he's going to come off the bench. Uh, speaking of Rondo here, or will he be starting over Pat Bev? Now, in my opinion, you got to start the guy. And, and again, this is nothing against Pat Bev. I've said this all along. Pat Bev is a bulldog defensively. You know, he's a keeper on this team. If anything, I was hoping that they would somehow would get rid of uh, Reggie Jackson some kind of way. And, uh, and then you pick up somebody like a Rondo, but, uh, Lou Will was the guy that um, that they decided to uh, to move. But Rondo, he should be starting. I mean, you didn't bring him in to come in with a second unit to try to make that offense a little bit more efficient than it is, especially in the fourth quarter. You brought Rondo in to try to get easier shots for your scorers, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. That's why Rondo has been brought into this team. So he will be starting that's to me, that's a no brainer. He'll be starting. 
And then you bring Pat Bev off the bench as a, as a, you know, a defensive stopper. And then you can still throw Reggie Jackson in there depending on matchups and different situations and things like that. So, you know, is this going to work out for the Clippers in the long run? Is it going to put them over the top? I, I think it's going to get them closer to their first championship. I really, really do. And, um, you know, we'll see how that works out. If it does not work out, I'm sure I'll get roasted, roasted big time on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, the Clubhouse audio uh, audio app. Uh, they'll roast me for sure. L.A. Ray, L.A., you got the point guard. You kept on saying point guard, point guard. Clippers need a point guard. Uh, even my Clipperholics, uh, fellow Clipperholics writers at fansided.com. No, we don't need a point guard. We don't need a point guard. We good with what we have. So now we have that point guard. And if he doesn't work out, I'm sure I'll hear about it. But I really, really think this is good for the uh, for the Clippers moving forward. They've um, they've won four straight games. They they just beat San Antonio two straight times in San Antonio. The first one was a 134 to 101 victory with uh, Kawhi scoring 25 points. This next game. Uh, the one on the uh, trade deadline day on Thursday, um, they they didn't win as from a, a bigger margin or as much of a margin as they did the first time, but it was a 98-85 victory nonetheless against, again, the San Antonio Spurs. And actually, the uh, guy that led the scoring there was Reggie Jackson. Scored 28 points at one of his better games of the year. Eight out of 16 from the feet, played 39 minutes. 8 out of 16 from the field, 5 out of 10 from 3 P's land, 7 out of 7 from the line, 28 points. He was a plus 14 while he was on the floor. It's probably his best game of the year, I would say. Best game of the year for this guy. And uh, Paul George, 10 out of 28. Again, that percentage is not that great. Uh, he scored 24 points, though. And um, Terrence Mann... Terrence Mann uh, had a decent game at eight. Well, he scored. He only scored ten points. Maybe maybe that's not as decent as I originally thought. Uh, Thirty-two minutes, three out of ten from the field. He's only three out of ten. But they're looking for um, some uh, big-time minutes from from uh, Terrence Mann in this particular game. Now Kawhi did not play uh, uh, because of a right foot issue, and hopefully this is not anything serious. But he was kept out of this game. And the rest of the uh, Clippers just picked up the slack. Uh, Zubat scored 10 points, 3 out of 11 from the field, 13 big rebounds, 13 big rebounds for Zubat. The Clippers rebounded very, very well in this game, by the way. Paul George, he also had 13 rebounds. Terrence Mann had 12 rebounds. They rebounded really, really well. Batum had 8 rebounds. So um, they, they, they overall, they played well. Now, Luke Kennard. Uh, some of my Clippers friends were saying, see, see, L.A. Ray, I told you, Luke Kennard, he's a shooter. Those last couple of games that he scored, all of those points, well, especially the game against Atlanta when they were down by 22 and came back and won. Luke Kennard made all of his shots. And then in the next game, I think Ty Lue put him in on garbage time and he hit some shots. He still, folks, he's not, Ty Lue still does not trust this guy to play in crunch time. And when the playoffs start, I guarantee you he's not going to be playing that much. He scored five points in this game. He, he he played 25 minutes in this game. You know, two out of seven from the field, five points. So, you know, he didn't do much in this game. But overall, though, the Clippers, they are 30 and 16. 
and they are number two in uh, the Western Conference. I'm sorry, number three in the Western Conference behind uh, Utah and Phoenix. And um, the clip that you just heard uh, before this particular Clipper segment is by young jock is car hear me coming hear me coming i thought that would be appropriate as the the clippers are seems like they're telling the nba hey y'all hear me coming or y'all hear us coming got rondo now we playing pretty well nba hear me coming or hear us coming so i thought that was uh pretty apropos to play uh before this clippers segment so we'll see what happens clippers uh, you got the uh, you, you got yourself a point guard. You got yourself a professional point guard, I would say, a distributor, a facilitator. You, you didn't get Rondo in here to be jacking up three point shots. You know, Pat Bev is not the greatest three point shooter in the world either. So that's not the role that Rondo's going to play. He's going to play a facilitator. Rondo rebounds pretty well, two four guard. You know, he gets he sneaks in there and gets a lot of offensive rebounds during games and defensive rebounds as well. His defense is not the greatest in the world, but it's not the worst. He's not going to embarrass you out there or anything like that. But what he's going to give you is stability. That's what he gives. He gives stability. And that's what the Clippers really, really need. In my, in my humble opinion, that's what they need. So moving forward, obviously the Clippers, you know, not sure what seeding they're going to have in the playoffs, whether it's, Number three seed, number four seed, whatever. Again, I don't think that matters much in this COVID environment, but the Clippers are going to be right in the mix. And again, as I always mention, hopefully they'll they'll meet up against the L.A. Lakers at some point in the playoffs. My hope would be the Western Conference Finals, but if it's not that, they uh, hopefully they'll meet in the playoffs in, in maybe first round, second round, I'm not sure, whenever they meet. So I can just... Just sit back and just read the Twitter posts, the darts going back and forth, the trolling going back and forth on social media. I love it. I love reading it. I love hearing it. I love it. And again, um, look in the next 30 days for uh, my new YouTube channel, which is going to be called A House Divided. And again, this is pretty much going to be based on the L.A. area, the Clippers, Lakers, A House Divided. So with that, fans. Thank you very much for listening. Again, I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network and uh, all the producers of the um, Basketball Podcast Network that helps to put on these podcasts. And also, again, we're proud to have partnered with DraftKings. Again, if you all want to place a wager, go to DraftKings, DraftKings.com. Place your bets, folks. Place your bets, especially on the NCAA tournament. It's still going on. 16 teams left. You still have USC. Talk about LA. You still have USC in the tournament. USC is still in there. UCLA. UCLA. They're still in the tournament. Let's rep our uh, LA college teams. Hopefully one of them will make it to the final four. Can you imagine that? You got the clip joint, the Clippers, Clipper Nation. You got the Lakers, the Lake Show, Laker Nation. And now coming in in the NCAA tournament playing well, you got the USC basketball team and UCLA. It should be a great big party in LA. City of Angels, baby. City of Angels. No city like it on the planet. And again, with that, folks, thanks again for listening. And uh, make sure, lastly, that you guys still wear your mask. We're still in this COVID-19 environment. 
you know, wear your mask, even if you have the shots, even if you got the shot, the COVID shot, the CD, uh, CDC suggests that you still wear the mask. You still keep that six foot social distancing when you're out and about and wash your hands frequently uh, every single day until we just rid our society of this COVID-19 virus because we're all pretty sick of it. With that, folks, until the next episode, peace.